Welcome to the Middle-Aged Metalcast. I'm Peter, your middle-aged metalhead, and have been wanting to do something along these lines for a while now. I finally decided, hey, 2023 seems a good year to start doing this. And so the goal of the Middle-Aged Metalcast is to uh, give me an opportunity to kind of talk about music that I've really enjoyed, whether in the case of these first few episodes, music from the year 2022, or, you know, it could be something that really caught my attention the previous week. And then periodically, I'm planning on taking some deep dives into albums that have had a significant impact on me. Uh, perhaps the way I listen to music or some of my favorite albums, or really albums that just stand out and I think warrant uh, a further look, uh, a closer inspection, and maybe a little bit of a spotlight. However, we're not going to jump into that yet. What I thought we'd start with today is a bit of a recap of some of my favorite albums of last year. I've broken these down into a few different sections, and some of those sections are going to be quite a bit larger than some of the previous ones. But hey, We'll get through these, we'll talk about them, and hopefully this will be something that's interesting that, you know, if you listen to this, you'll go and check out perhaps some new music. One thing I'm going to say right up front, I'm not going to do a, kind of a classic review of any of these albums. I'll talk about perhaps some of the things that really made them click with me, but most importantly, I'm going to try and communicate why these were albums that mattered to me both in talking about these albums over the course of the last year, as well as any albums that we listen to or talk about going forward. Now I'm going to go ahead and put in some snippets of uh, some of the music that we're listening to and talking about in here. When this gets posted on YouTube, unfortunately, due to the draconian content management uh, rules and bots and everything that YouTube has going on, despite the fact that this clearly is something that is fair use, we're not even going to risk it. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, I apologize, but YouTube is just such a pain in the ass when it comes to anything that could even theoretically be considered copyright, that it's just not worth it. And it's too big of a headache. But hey, if you head over to the middleagedmetalcast.com, you can go ahead and subscribe and you'll be able to get these episodes without anything cut out of them because yeah, YouTube. So to start off today, I thought we'd talk about three albums from 2022 that I'm going to lump into kind of the black metal category. Now I'm the first to admit that black metal is not necessarily my favorite genre of, of metal even though there are really a lot of black metal albums and bands that I really, really like still, this isn't what I would consider the most common type of music that I listen to. But this year there were three really, really strong entries. And while black metal is perhaps not my very favorite type of music and really probably doesn't even rank into the, my top five, if we're thinking about, uh, genres of metal that I like and that I listen to, 
I think there's some really interesting stuff that's happening in the realms of black metal. And I think the three albums that we have to talk about today are excellent examples of this. The first black metal album I'd like to talk about is the album Mirage by the band Gurria. Gurea is a band, I believe they're from Portugal, and their previous album, Limbo, blew me away. I'd started listening to them first with their two times previous release, Unsettling Whispers. I thought it was a great album, and it really kind of connected with me in a way that a fair bit of black metal doesn't. Uh, Again, more modern black metal seems to be taking some of the tropes and the trappings of black metal and turning them into something that's a little bit more interesting. And I thought that Gurea really did a good job with this. Out of those first two albums, though, Limbo was the one that kept drawing me back. There was something about the production, the sound of the guitars, and the atmosphere that these guys were creating that really connected with me. So what about this most recent album, Mirage? Well, look, I'm just going to say it. This album fucking rules. It is so freaking good. This is my kind of black metal. It is interesting. It is emotionally gripping. And most importantly, I would say this is an incredibly and intelligently cathartic album. I really hate when music, you can tell that it's designed to manipulate you. The the artist, the producer, the record company, whoever, they, they're trying to elicit some sort of response. And it feels, it feels fake. Now, does that mean I don't want some sort of emotional response when I'm listening to music? Of course not. I mean, absolutely. That's one of the things I come to metal for. But I want it to be the artists are feeling something strongly. And they're conveying that through the music. And that's how I'm getting it. They're not trying to manipulate me to feel something. They're writing what they feel, what they live, what they see. And through their music and the sincerity of that, it's communicating and connecting to me. So, you know, that's what I love. And Gurea doesn't manipulate. There is an intense sincerity to the music that absolutely comes through in this recording. The intensity conveys the emotion. It conveys that intent and doesn't overwhelm it. I was really excited when this album got released. And based on the fact that it's in my 25 favorite albums of last year, I think it lived up to expectations. The next black metal album that I want to discuss is the album Nocturnal Philosophy by Second to Sun. Second to Sun is a band from Russia that I've been a huge fan of for a number of years. In fact, I can kind of consider myself a Second to Sun hipster. I first got into them and started listening to them and purchased their music on Bandcamp when they had posted up music that you can't actually find on Bandcamp anymore. They've taken it down. There's been enough kind of progression and maturation of their sound that they've taken some of those first albums down. In uh, 2015, they released the first chapter. I was already pretty well acquainted with them. 
And since that time, they have released fantastic black metal masterpiece after masterpiece. Second to Sun, again, knows how to write black metal that engages me. Like I say, not a huge fan of old school black metal. The production grates on my ears. I don't need what those bands were selling. But take those trappings, transport them to something greater, something different, and it is incredibly vibrant and an innovative area. Second to Sun, embody that. The music is heavy. The vocals are shrieking and piercing in a way that it most definitely is going to make the listener uncomfortable. But through that intensity, again, similar to Gurea, they communicate a whole lot. One of the things I really like about what Second to Sun does is they take a lot of, shall we say, kind of cues in terms of their songs from Russian folklore, Russian history, uh, things that are a real ripe source of uh, interesting and dark and heavy content. On Nocturnal Philosophy, they take their formula and they really crank it up to a much more epic and grand scale. For example, this album is 43 minutes long and it's only five songs. Most of their recent albums are about the same runtime and run closer to nine to ten songs. Multiple songs on this are just these huge, long, impressive songs that really take the listener on the journey. All of the elements of Second to Sun that I like are there, just bigger and perhaps even better on Nocturnal Philosophy. I guess I'll say that I can't say this is my favorite Second to Sun album, but I'm also not sure I can say it's not. The final black metal album that I want to talk about today is probably, out of these three, my favorite. It got a lot of play this year because it is such a powerful and impactful album. And that album is the self-titled album Zeal and Ardor by the band Zeal and Ardor. So let's talk about these guys. I have found so much of their previous work interesting, but it wasn't something that brought me back to listen to it regularly. What Zeal and Ardor do is they blend a lot of, kind of again, the trappings of black metal with ideas, sounds, and perhaps straight up songs from in particular, kind of Southern uh, black American spirituals. This blending really gives the music an interesting feel. And on this most recent album in particular, you'll have songs that seem to vacillate back and forth between these soulful, maybe a little bluesy, but kind of have this feel of a Southern spiritual. And then suddenly it goes into just this incredibly heavy, angry, you know, black metal with this, the, the raspy shrieks and, and heavy guitars. It is really, really cool. Still, again, those previous albums hadn't grabbed me and pulled me in. Unlike this one. You can tell in listening to this that th this band is incredibly pissed off at some of the things that are going on in the world right now. And they want you to know it. Again, these are powerful songs, full of energy, incredibly infectious, 
and really, really heavy. These moments of bluesy, gospel-inspired sounds juxtaposed to these choruses that are ripped straight from the depths of hell really make this an impactful album. This is the Zeal and Ardor album that I've been waiting for. I can start at the very first track and just listen all the way through, not skipping it at a, a single out track. Some of the songs are better and maybe stronger than others, but every song is great. And as a whole, the album grips me, it's exciting, and it gets me banging my head. If this is a sign of the direction this band is heading, I am very excited for what they're doing next. Well, so there we have it. Those are the top three black metal albums or nominally black metal albums for me in 2022. All three of these albums are ones that I've come back to over and over again throughout the course of the year, and I think they're excellent. I love what these bands are doing. I find them interesting. I find them fascinating. And I think that there's something here for fans of heavy music in general, even if you wouldn't consider yourself a fan of black, male, black metal. Uh, again, hope everybody enjoyed listening to this discussion of these three albums. Next time, we're going to talk about kind of some miscellaneous albums that jumped out at me over the course of 2022. Before we really start moving into the big heavy hitters that were just the top albums for me. Again, thanks for listening. If you're listening on YouTube, I appreciate it. If you're listening and you've subscribed from the site, middleagemetalcast.com, you'll have a little bit more. There'll be some little clips of the songs and, and some of the music we're talking about there. And so please subscribe, share, leave a review, Maybe let's get a few episodes before we leave a review. But other than that, I appreciate folks who are listening and sharing and raise those horns. Let's rock on.